Hello, welcome back. That was, of course, Ooh Baby Baby by the band that did that one. I'm Jim Sterling. This is W-A-K-L-B-B-B, the radio show, here with Conrad Zimmerman. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing Splendid this morning. We uh, are doing a radio show. We just heard some great music. There'll be wonderful chat. Later on, we'll be doing a phone-in poll. Uh, Uh, And uh, coming up uh, a little later, Fatty Arbuckle. So look forward to that. Fanny Arbuckle will be here to talk about the life and times of Fats Domino. So we're all very much looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, all Fats in the in the fourth hour. So look forward to that. Minnesota Fats is calling in. We've got him on standby. And he's actually going to be part of that uh, that phone poll. Um, best be honey or Africanized. We've actually narrowed those down over the past few weeks. Um, yeah, so we're coming to the big conclusion of that. It's very exciting. I'm pulling for Africanized. Me too. I'm pulling me too. for Africanized. I mean, the, the honeybee's had its day, right. if yeah, you it's, ask it's, me. No, well, the evolution. It's progress, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we try and have a good time on this show, but if every honeybee was mounted by an Africanized bee and it just stung it repeatedly in the thorax and head, then I think, honestly... We'll have a better country. You have no tears from me. No, no. I won't send a wreath to that particular hive. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. Hello, welcome to the (laughs) Welcome to the Movie Boys. Movie Boys Movie Boys In the House. Philly Boys in the house. Movie Boy. (laughs) These are only going to get worse. Oh, yeah, 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 because we can muck about now. Yeah, yeah. Now now there's no <laughs> no constraints on how stupid we can get, Although, except for a time constraint now. We have, yes. we have a deadline. We can't be going on for four hours talking about Warcraft. Thank God. <laughs> Thank fucking God. I've got, us, I've, I've got us here for two hours. We've got to make the most of it. That's right. At two, if, if, if we are at the two-hour mark, right... And the Bulbasaurs have only just shown up. That's your fucking lot. That's the way it goes. That's your lot. You can sit on a dildo for all I care. Yeah, you'll, you'll just have to live with the mystery of what happens after yeah. that point. Go eat sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing a movie. We are. This is the movie podcast. We do it sometimes. Um, basically... When we can, when we feel like it, you yeah. Know, when, when we can be fucking bothered, um, and we could be bothered today, so yeah. you know you're welcome. Yeah, and we're not going to go on about it, but mm, you know we are kind of great and and should be appreciated yeah. for for this yeah. gift that yeah. we're bestowing upon yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I could have watched Detective Pikachu this morning, which I did, or I could have just sat about, which I'd have gladly done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be like fine with me. I like a nice sit about mm-hmm. for like about two hours, 15 minutes. Very, maybe. very relaxing. Yeah. Just, you know, nothing on, no distractions, just you yeah. and yourself and your internal monologue. I just, can do that yeah. until 2 a.m. Right. Just me. Staring the, at a blank wall. Staring at a blank wall. Me, the wall, and my night farts. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We watched a movie. <laughs> 
We film. did. We did watch a we movie. We watched Detective Pikachu. We did. Which is a film about one of them. They're Pokemon characters. I have heard of these Pokemans. These Pokemon characters who are beloved around the world. Um, very much like um, Chris Kringle or Santa Claus. Mm. So these Pokemon are little furry creatures in all oh, colors and mostly shapes. Mostly furry, but there's some well, that feathered is true. ones. That is true. That is true. Scaly ones. There are, uh, there gooey ones. Gooey ones. Quite a few bulbous mushrooms. Um. <laughs> bulbous. Yeah. I think the... One of the issues we have, which we talked about on the podquisition, mm. was that Conrad can actually see me now, and I do make eye contact with him when I say bulbous, <laughs> uh, which is an issue, but we'll work it, on it's it. It's a challenge, but we'll overcome it. Yeah, one thing I've learned is that like people can deal with about a month of this shit, and then it becomes coldly professional, and, <laughs> and Conrad will just look at me and just say, just, just talk about the fucking Fuck, Pikachu. God damn it. All right, just talk about the fucking Pikachu. I got a chicken cooking at home. Hurry the <laughs> fuck up! So yeah, this is Detective Pikachu. I got this is notable, I think, because this is the first time uh, that I have seen a trailer for a video game movie, and I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I really actually might enjoy this, right? And not ironically, not in some. You know, like, oh, I'm going to watch the bad video game movie. Yeah. I mean, even Mortal Kombat. Like, there's a... I, I love it, but... But there was it's... a sense of that, even that going into it, that like, well, this is going to be yeah. a certain thing. And Detective Pikachu, I was like, okay, well, I mean, the production value's there. The talent is there. Uh, they have a decent story. This could actually be yeah. a quality film, and in retrospect, it's a genius concept. It really but it is. has to. You could only imagine it in retrospect. Where, yeah. of course, a live action film with Pokemon rendered, and we just play it straight, mm-hmm. is a great idea. And not not only that, but the idea of taking you know the world of Pokemon and setting it within a sort of well, I mean, it is a it's it's a light noir to talk detective yeah, story, yeah, yeah. and taking those two, I do not think of fucking um, Marlowe as being anywhere near the Pokemon Company thematically, narratively. Yeah. It would not have occurred to me to put those two things together, and that yet, as soon as I hear they're doing it. Oh fuck, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um and and it is and I mean I'm just off the top, I'm gonna say I'm pleased. Yeah. You like it? Genuinely yeah. pleased with the way this went. It's a good it's a it's a good film. It is a good film. I mean film. it was made by some people who gave a shit. Who they, thought to themselves, let's make a genuinely fun, memorable Pokemon film. Like that's actually they care about Pokemon. They care about making a good movie. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel at any point like a toy cash in, even though quite clearly the entire film is nothing but an advertisement for Pokemon. Of course, of course obviously, but it never feels that way. It never feels shoehorned in in the way something like The Wizard did. Um, it doesn't. Uh, managed to, it, it, is there product placement in this anywhere? I didn't see any product placement for things that weren't already 
Pokemon yeah, stuff. like there's there's a shitload of Pokemon stuff, but I do not think like I don't think you see Pikachu like down in a Coke or something. Oh, no, no, he's a big coffee drinker, big coffee drinker. But they weren't in a Starbucks, you know. No. It was like some, you know, it's like a diner with a Jigglypuff in it. Yeah, and as far as I know, they're not real. It's not a chain of Jigglypuff cafes. There's not a chain. There's yeah, yeah, the Jiggly Chef or something. All right, so it, I it feels pure. As pure as something that is so clearly a commercial exercise yeah. can feel. So we've got Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. which is very, very good. We, we've we heard, of course, that the Sonic the Hedgehog film by now we we've have heard, heard is that. very, very good. Yeah. We've got um, Jumanji, of all things, and Rampage, of all things, were pretty solid. And since like the 2010s were the superhero f- thing for films, do you think... The, like video, like Hollywood has like realized we, is this, the this works the video for Marvel. Game? What if we actually tried? What if instead of getting these video game licenses that we're embarrassed by and just shoot, at, like do some cheap shit with? What if we actually tried, like they did, started doing with the comic book movies? I'm. I mean, just just thinking about that, I have to say I'm terrified for the future of this podcast. Yes, because I mean, our bread and butter. That's just going out the fucking window. If they start making these movies, I'll be really good. You, you have any idea how painful it's going to be yeah, yeah. to try and like ring comedy? And there comedy? will be loads of them. And we're going to have to start keep keeping track of a universe. Oh. Because I, I, I know for a fact, definitely, that at the end of the Sonic Hedgehog movie, after the end credits, Alex Kidd is there winking at the camera saying... See me in the next one! <laughs> Which is how he sounds. But- See me in the next one! It's a, It's a... Thing, but like the Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe, yeah. Fuck, like yeah. There's they they could mint Smash money. You. They can mint money if they manage to get their shit together. Nintendo and... could fucking kill. Yeah, the set Detective Pikachu that like make that the first one. Right? But I mean, do a call him like the first Avenger. Do a Metroid, right? Yeah, a Metroid movie—it's it, practically alien already. Just make a Metroid movie. Sci-fi fans would flip their yeah. shit for a good one. Make Brie Larson Samus just to keep that rolling, just to keep upsetting mm, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, they yeah. could make like Disney and, and digitally recreate um, Bob Hoskins. And can reprise them for Mario. Aww. They do like they did with uh, Grandma Tark in there. Oh, Peter Cushion. Just, I do miss him. He was fantastic. He was the BT man. No, he was the the gas man. I think I no, would, he was the BT man. I think I would really prefer like a sequel to that Super Mario Brothers movie than a wholly new Super Mario Brothers thing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. That's a shame that the. That that will never ever happen, and that no. they are like embarrassed by that thing. Which, I guess, on some level, I can understand having a sense of shame about that project because it does seem like it was pretty horribly mismanaged, and you know. But I wouldn't be too embarrassed considering every other video game movie. Right. It's like, like it... they 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 just did what everyone else did. But I guess. I guess it's I think, commendable no, I think, somewhat that they. I, I think they did a better job than a lot of those. But honestly, did too. it's a it's a. It's an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It but, wasn't made on the cheap. 
it's entertaining. But uh, 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 Detective Pikachu. Yeah, that's clearly not made. Clearly on the cheap. not made on the cheap. The animation's incredible. Oh yeah, some of the designs, I like their take on it better. Their Gengar, mm. where they've kind of really emphasised how goofy he reminds me almost of a Ghostbusters ghost. Mm-hmm. The way they've just emphasised the teeth that and yep. the eyes, and just taken everything that because Gengar. I like the shape of it in Pokemon, but it's very simply drawn. Yes. There's not a lot to it, which is a shame because I love the other, the, the Haunter and Ghastly that lead up to it. I love their designs, and Gengar's just a little round purple thing. But the version of Gengar in Detective Pikachu is excellent. Yes. I really like their Lickitung as well. They made it look proper juicy. And at least it's in there. Yeah. For God, <laughs> Licky, Licky Tongue. <laughs> tell you what though tell you what isn't while we're on the subject of Pokemon mm-hmm. that I get very mm-hmm. emotional about um, I get very emotional about it and don't tell me it's just a movie that's a very weak mindset I am very upset about the fact that Ekans isn't in it at all and I looked it is very disappointing I looked at it like a fucking hawk looking for a little bit of a mouse and I didn't see nothing. I saw no Ekans in there. Um, and that's important because it's one of the few Pokemon I can actually recognize. Yeah. Um, and You th- could have had a sexy dance scene where she's wearing it like a <laughs> sexy boa. <laughs> Recreate the scene from Dust Till Dawn with... Um, um, mm. What's her face? I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino is like, ah, oh, the foot. Oh, Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Of course. Yeah. We just do that to get Selma back, get yeah. Quentin Tarantino back, just get them to redo the whole thing where she's pouring the drink down her leg. With an but Atkins. it's an Atkins instead of a snake. And then just do the rest of From Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> but with the Pokemon turning into vampires. And which, Danny Trejo is there. Which is, I mean, not too far off from some of what happens here in this here movie. It is I about mean, Pokemon becoming crazed killers. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. could have worked. Maybe maybe that's that should be the next direction they take the Pokemon franchise. You know, they've done their noir mystery. And now they need to do their semi-erotic horror. Yeah, yeah. I would love... <laughs> I would love to have Ch- Ch- Cheech Marin outside of a strip club saying that they've got apple pie, poke pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god we got right you pussy <laughs> we got squirtle pussy <laughs> we got oddish pussy i wish i could remember the name of the pokemon that's an apple jesus christ <laughs> it's an apple it's oh <clears throat> anyway that's a segment where we talk about Pokemon's pussies. Um, <laughs> and, and Cheech Marin's descriptions thereof. It's the too ju- late now. I mean, the Justin Finest Rule 34 of. No, he just reminded me that the Apple one is called Applin. Oh, Applin. And I could have said Applin Pie Pussy. Applin and that would have been so much that fucking better. That would have been, yeah. Where were you before I did my. Your improvised bit? How did you not predict bit, that? Yeah. It was right there. How in could front you of not you? think, hold on? He's going to try and do a Cheech Marin voice later. And he's clearly going to go for the Apple Pokemon. I better find out. 
I gotta yeah. be ready. For I better, this. I better be armed. We count on you for these production details. Yeah. and you're letting us down. You Justin. need to be armed or deadly. <laughs> One of the two. I'll have you armed, but I don't want you fucking about. I will have you deadly, but you're not gonna do it with a fork. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, but it's a pretty good movie. Pretty good yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh written for everybody too. There is content in there that is very relatable to adult audiences. Oh, the I mean there's there. there's a cocaine joke. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well there's there's a ser- there are a series of serial killer jokes yeah, that are yeah. through there and things that are just totally not child appropriate, written effectively enough that no child's going to see it because they're all going to be looking at the cool Pokemon. And that was really well managed. It was witty. It's well performed. Ryan Reynolds is a fantastic voice actor. He's great. I mean, he I, I, I just love him in pretty much anything. And he doesn't he does. have to do anything, it seems. He can just be Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. at a microphone and being charming, and that's enough. Because, frankly, there's almost no difference between the Detective Pikachu performance and the Deadpool mm-hmm. performance. And, and the waiting performance. And, and the, the waiting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's kind of like Bobcat Goldthwait in a way. Yeah. You know, it, he's exactly, in terms of looks and charisma and, and voice, he is identical <laughs> to Bobcat, to Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, up to and including being in Police Academy too. <laughs> oh, poor Bob. You know, that I bet that seemed like a really good idea at the start of his career, having that voice yeah. be the voice that he used. Gilbert Gottfried seems to have really made peace with it. I don't think Bobcat Goldthwait has. I think he, no. I think he does not like that. That's still expected of him at all times. Yeah, I can just imagine him. Just I, I, I don't do that anymore. Do yeah. you? Hey, do that voice. <laughs> And I'm going to go off stage just like, just fucking did it again. Out. Fucking did it again. Why do you keep feeding it? Bobcat, you know better. Oh. Get it together, Goldthwait. He's got no dignity. He's got the dignity of a pig and shit. Great director, though. Wonderful director. Really, really talented What's he director. Done? Um, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Can't remember. But very, very beautiful and such a talent. Well, <laughs> of course. Um, okay, what were we talking about? Uh, Detective Pikachu. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. I found the DVD that. box set of 15 that we've got. Did you really? Yes. The Canadian um, teenage soap opera that was I think shot and filmed by just a school that Ryan Reynolds happened to be in at the time so it's a little 10 year old Ryan Reynolds running around having problems with girls and I started watching it ironically and by the end I was completely hooked on on like who's gonna break up with who wow I I don't get that I don't. I I, I lost uh, at some point. Lost the appeal or interest in like teen drama shows. Yeah. Um, and it's disappointing because well, they... probably when you stopped being a teenager, it became less relevant. Yeah, a little bit less relevant. But there was still a period of time, you know, in into my in my thirties where some of that was entertaining to me in yeah. some way. And for some reason, I can't. I think up until about like thirty four, you can convince yourself that there aren't worse problems in the world. 
yeah, enough guess. to suspend your disbelief. But yeah, by the or time at, least, at least be able to identify with a time in your life when those issues were the most yeah. important thing in the world to you. Um, yeah, and I find that to be very challenging now. 15 is amazing, though. Like, you would be hooked on 15. Yeah. If, if the drama doesn't hook you in, then the... Uh, incredible acting and writing will because i look at shit like uh riverdale and sabrina and i know they're really well made mm -hmm. shows with a lot of merit to them but a bunch of you know people in their mid-20s pretending to be teenagers and not as a goof yeah i don't think i can do that Doing yeah. it as a goof. I now. like that you've made that exception for like David Wayne and Friends. Yes, David Wayne and Friends, and well, and I've in recently introduced uh, you to Strangers with Candy, which <laughs> is a an early show uh, of Stephen Colbert's helped get his career going on Comedy Central. Um, yeah, that one. I don't know if it ever made it across the pond, but but yeah, watching it that's been quite delightful. It's it's a very very strange strange yeah. thing. Um, we have got far less than the allotted time we had when we started. Oh, We, we have we just, just gone nattering. nattering. Gone nattering But on. I really, you know, I could put the world to rights all day. Yeah. But let's actually get on with it, because Jesus. Oh, okay, so yeah, but real quick, Goldthwait oh. was, uh, does direct, directs a lot of TV. Uh, yeah, Mark yeah. Maron's show, uh, did a bunch of that. Um, does, you know, TV stuff. I'm sure he's fine. Works with Ron Funches. Who doesn't love Ron Funches? All right. So, yeah. So, Detective Pikachu. We should probably get into the movie then at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We open at a big old science-y high-technology laboratory where a Mewtwo is being awakened. And it says uh, in its brain case. It can you know, think it, with its head. And, yeah, it thinks with yeah. its head and, and you can hear it. It says they're outside and it destroys this containment thingy that it's in. And it flies into the air, chasing a car that's leaving the scene. And then there's a bolt of something that, you know, hits the back of the car and sends it careening off the bridge. It's uh, some thrilling suspense right out the gate. I like that the, the Mewtwo busting out of the thing looked like it does in the anime. Mm-hmm. They did it. a nice little touch. Yep, yep. It's sort of bursts out the roof with the trail behind it. It's kind of... Well, and is this... <clears throat> Because this is something that comes up, and you know, I'm sidetracking a little early. Is this a canonical Pokemon thing? Because they, you know, like, is Pokemon the movie? Yeah. Mewtwo Strikes Back canonical and connected to Detective Pikachu because they talk about Mewtwo having gone missing 20 years earlier from Johto region and then being rediscovered and you know captured. So I, I have to wonder mm. if they like are accounting for that in in their uh, yeah, I don't know. narrative design. So uh, just something that I had thought about. Cut to a rural area with all sorts of happy Pokemons. I will just say, if that means we get a Detective Pikachu 2 and we get Team Rocket in it. See? And if they can... I don't know how you could do Team Rocket without succumbing to the temptation to just do Jesse and James and Meowth. So Justin's looked it up and it is canon. That it is, is kind of yeah. So how interesting. Yeah, that that okay. I I respect that a lot. That that because this nine times out of ten this would be just oh, it's a spin off. We're not going to incorporate it. You know, yeah, we're going to have our yeah. Pokemon cinematic universe and and keep the other stuff separate. Yeah, some, I, I somehow missed that. That's that's 
fun. Yeah, that's good. I like the the yeah that they just kept Mewtwo's because they could have just like made up yeah their own. They stuff could have made their own and... Mewtwo in the lab, and that yeah. and any other, I think just about any other film probably would have done that. It probably would have just said, "Oh, we made Mewtwo. We'll we'll just tell that story again." But here, it just takes it as it's... red that maybe you know that. And maybe you don't. And maybe it's, it's the really Pokemon important. company just leaning in and saying, like, don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. We made Mewtwo, not you. <laughs> fuck you, Ryan Reynolds, who they're apparently talking to about this. Because <laughs> this is his responsibility. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we cut now to a rural area, all sorts of happy Pokemons that I don't know the names of, lovingly rendered. It's beautiful. I think I saw a Pidgey in there somewhere. Probably. I can't remember any of them that were in it. I saw a... a, a a Machamp, no, a Machoke, one of the two, directing traffic. Yep, that, that, that one. That, that's one that made it into my list of, yeah. of Pokemon that I recognized, yeah. Um, I mostly know the Gen 1 ones. Like, I, I, I know the others. If you told me their name, I'd go, oh, yeah, it is that Pokemon. But I never bothered remembering their names outside the first one. Yep. I ain't got room in my head to remember more than I have like, more room for 151 Pokemon. 151, that's yeah. That's my limit. Yeah. Yep. In uh, order to remember Skitty, I've had to forget Poliwhirl. Who? Fuck! What did I forget for Poliwhirl? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It was better than Poliwhirl. Oh, fuck! <laughs> that was a great one, Justin. Remember that bit? That's the bit that they're going to play at my funeral when they say um, he loved a laugh. <laughs> so a pair of young men are moving through a field excitedly, uh, finding a cubone. To the disappointment of the one named Tim. Gibbon. Uh, that's how it sounds in the car. Gibbon, bound. Tim is uh, played by Justice Smith. Um, he was previously in The Get Down, which was a Netflix uh, limited series directed by Basil Luhrmann about mm-hmm. like the the rise of hip hop music um, in in New York in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good show. Uh, also, he was in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. So Tim has uh, realized that his friend, whose name is Jack, has led him here to catch this Cubone because Tim does not have a Pokemon partner. And this is apparently, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember that so much being an element of Pokemon prior to this. That it's like, you know, Pokemon are in the world and people interact with Pokemon all the time. But the idea of having I think it's Pokemon part of the whole partner, Rhyme City culture that they talk about. Yeah, where... but they're outside Rhyme City. They live but... somewhere else. Oh, yeah. So I don't... I. Uh, it, but it's really made to be a big deal that everyone has these Pokemon yeah, partners. Yeah. Um, so begrudgingly, Tim takes this Pokeball... Uh, that Jack hands him and approaches the Cubone, complimenting it on the skull of its mother before trying to catch it, which is an odd approach. Well, I mean, the thing is, is once you start fucking with Pokemon, you've got to just charge headlong into the miserable, dark, depressing aspect of it, which permeates the entire series. And I have to, you know, I it's amazing to me that that stuff is in there in what's such a kid's game. Yeah. But... It has served them so well because, for one thing, like the the viral nature of discovering some other weird ass Pokemon thing is limitless. Like the opportunities yeah. are always going to be there, and then you get these opportunities to then insert that stuff and broaden your audience in other mediums and have this sort of more mature sense of humor that permeates it, yeah. and it works. Um, I love the dark shit in Pokemon. Uh, 
So the Cubone goes into the Pokeball, but to Tim's horror, the little light doesn't go green. And the now very pissed off Cubone chases him through the field, hitting him with his bone. As you do. It was not a euphemism. No, he literally hit him with a bone. Hit him with a bone. And then Pokemon he... aren't running around clobbering people with their dicks. But he goes flying into the air, like, because of the, the bone striking the ground so and big. causing this explosion. It's quite uh, silly and fun. Uh, should have killed him. I mean, oh, definitely, definitely should have killed. Quite him. right, like it's like, uh, incredibly I mean, violent. Um, giant bone. <laughs> Walking back uh, into town, Jack tells Tim that he's worried about him because he's the only one of their friend group who hasn't moved out of their hometown. Which, uh, yeah, that that's that's uh, that's a feel, right? When you're one of the last few people from the place that you grew up, that that's I, a miserable place. That I can't relate to. Can't relate I've been to? run out of every place I've ever lived. See, I, I, I have a, I have friends who are. I have a couple. I have like a friend from my close friend group that is still in Phoenix. Gotcha. Now had a kid, and he's happy. There, got jobs, fine. It's fine. But the rest of us, one by one, over the course of a few years. Yeah. All just like we're gonna go to California or Oregon or gotcha. Illinois or somewhere that isn't this place. I had the opposite issue growing up. Like we never stayed in one place for very long. Everything was temporary. Mm -hmm. Well, that was so how I my wife this. grew up too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I couldn't identify with that because I sat in the pl same place for twenty years, and prior to that, had lived in a place that my family had lived in for a hundred and something years and never left. So yeah, it was. It's a weird. It was a weird experience for me to sort of get adjusted to someone who likes to move a lot. <laughs> so uh, Tim, uh. Tim's happy. Tim claims to be happy staying in this place because he's got a sweet gig as an insurance appraiser, mm -hmm. which, you know, I mean, yeah, great gig. Obviously. Obviously. Job security because in this world that's filled yep. with Pokemon – Crazy shit's going to be happening. You're always going to need good insurance, and you're always going to have work as an appraiser. Yeah, that's it. So very smart. I'm with Tim on this. This is very responsible what he's doing. Um, suddenly Tim's phone goes off because he now has service again. So cell service in the world of Pokemon sucks. I guess everyone's on AT and T. Well, people are so fucking obsessed with Pokemon in these worlds, games included. Yeah, I'm surprised they even know how to build houses right because everything they rely on with Seems pokemon to, yeah the, you turn on the tv and it's nothing but pokemon shows all the books are about pokemon you can't it's like a weird cult you can't cross a body of water without riding on the back of no. some fucking pokemon no yeah how it's 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 some dear leader shit i reckon those pokemon in that world like have run some sort of scam you know, sort of like how cats have those brain parasites that uh, yes. make you like cats. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's unreasonable. Nothing in the world, no economy in the world could sustain that level of cultural obsession with one thing. I mean, unless the entire culture was entirely built around the existence and perpetuation of that one thing. And we act as if the Pokemon are our um, quasi-subservient friends, mm -hmm. but they know what's up. They know what's up. They've given us everything. And they could take that away in a heartbeat. We've seen how dangerous they are. We've seen how dangerous they are, America. We need to rise up. Don't listen to what the fake news media tells you about Pokemon. Okay, They're dangerous. 
and we can't trust them. We need to get them out of our communities. <laughs> I wouldn't want a Charizard to move next door to me. The house insurance will go oh, through, through the, the roof. roof. Through the roof. If the house doesn't go up in flames first. Right. It's yeah. a health hazard. Property values will plummet. We need to go to Rhyme City. We need to build a wall around it. <laughs> and it'll need a glass dome on top so the pigeons can't get out. <laughs> Just keep them in there. Keep them in a big... Like the thing at the end of the Crystal Maze where they get the tokens at the end. Mm -hmm. Just shove them in a, every Pokemon in the Crystal Maze dome. Oh. Let, let Richard O'Brien sort them out. Richard Iardi now. But, uh, oh, is he hosting that now? Apparently. Back? Oh, delightful. Apparently. I need to check him out. Delightful. I'd him. love to watch the Crystal Maze without you know, like being reminded that Richard O'Brien's not a great dude. Bit of a bit of a bit of a yeah, not, bit not of a, great dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of a bummer. Oh, it's yeah. 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 Um yeah. but but as far as I know. That'd be great. Oh yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll tune in for some of that. I think I think there's like at least a few on YouTube. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Good times. Right. Yeah. Good times all good around. Good times indeed. So yeah, uh Tim's got service again and he has five voicemails from the Rhyme City Police Department. That's a lot of very persistent phone calling for how, I mean, how long has he been without service? Yeah. That the cops are just calling him over and over again? Do the cops have nothing else to do? Is crime at such a low level? Maybe that... it's what they do. Maybe they cut your cell phone service, then send you a whole bunch of messages so that when you get it back, you think to you yourself, feel like what the urgent. fuck's happened? Yeah. What the fuck's happened? How passive aggressive is this police force? <laughs> They're letting him know there's been an emergency. Um, cut to Tim on a train, uh, looking out a window, reading a newspaper about a police detective in a fire crash and looking pretty bummed out. Now, they told me this was an emergency. If the fiery crash has happened... I mean... What's the rush? I mean, there's an... Unless, you know, you're on a budget and you want to get there quick so that the mortician has less to do then it's it's not that much of a big deal. Right. If you've got a disposable income, he can keep for a bit. So, uh, but, you know, he's he's pretty bummed out. Good thing there's this lick-a-tongue here to make him oh. feel better. Licky-licky-what? Lick-a-tongue? <laughs> Lick-a-tongue. Oh, it is so slimy. It's so moist and squishy. And they they use the practical slime oh, on yeah, his yeah, face, yeah. so and it looks perfect uh it, nail that and and it, and it does sort of point out that in this world that these things are just fucking roman free and yeah. doing their business like you think our world is difficult now with people going out into public spaces and letting their animals shit on the ground and leaving it there imagine how much shit is in rhyme city in the whole world imagine how much shit that is right and I bet you can't get all of them to use a toilet. Oh, fuck like you could, no. you could convince, you know, a Squirtle to maybe like sure. do it in the bowl. But Mr. Mime, you'd think he'd be the most likely to use a toilet. But oh no, that's not how Mr. Mime works. He knows it's more disturbing when he does it in the street. 
Well, and he, he he's pretending it's a toilet. Yeah. So he feels like he's justified he's in what he's doing. Gl- they're reading a fake newspaper that just, we can't yeah. see. Mind you, they're all fake. Am I right, America, with the lies of the news? Except for the ones that Murdoch owns? Am I right, America? Send the Pokemon back. It's not cold here. Why is... What a nice one. I've forgotten. <laughs> Why is it? Why is that here? Why is an Articuno <laughs> here? There are no legendary bird Pokemon in this film. I bet they're saving them up. Mm. They're going to be amazing. So Tim and us as the audience is treated to a short informational video, which explains how Howard Clifford, uh, Bill Nye, the Jesus legendary Christ, Bill Nye, we're so early in the film. <laughs> We've only been into the film for like 15 minutes. It feels like I've been doing this for a thousand years. <laughs> uh, Howard Clifford of Clifford Industries, he was afflicted with a disease. And in searching for a cure, he discovered he had to, quote, evolve into a better person of himself through a partnership with Pokemon. And then proceeded to shatter the old paradigm of Pokemon training and battling in favor of a new cooperative partnership between humans and Pokemon in Rhyme City. I like this I like this partnership element from the standpoint of I've always had a problem with Pokemon as a series being cockfighting at, it's at a, the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, like they 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 do their best to hand wave it away. Like, oh the Pokemon love it, but like that's what they would tell you. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to oh Pokemon love it. They can't get enough of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing that they do with adult film stars yeah. at the end of particularly rough scenes in California where they have to hold up their paycheck and smile and say they had a great time. You know, it's uh, that that's what it is. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that they have... Part of the thing is... Addressed it in some way or made it more comfortable. In, I would in, have an Ekans one. Absolutely you would. I, I, would I, I totally would. And I would... I don't know. I really don't know what my Pokemon partner would be. Like, uh, something inoffensive and quiet, probably. The Cubone whines too much for me. Is Cubone the thing. whines way too much. Yeah. The Cubone whines way too much. Yeah. Uh, Diglett. Diglett be good. Yeah. Just I was just hang thinking about Diglett. in the garden and yeah. just sort of poke its head up there every no, now and then. And I wouldn't mind having seeds. someone do some tilling for me. Yeah. You yeah. can till the fields. Yeah. Get yourself a lovely uh, potato patch mm. if you want. Mm-hmm. 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 Grow some peanuts. <laughs> Boil them up or roast them. Mm. You can, get you can a do nice a lot with a potato. With that. You yeah, get a carvery yeah. Going. yeah, you find mm. yourself a uh, find yourself a bit of old bode. You got yourself mm-hmm. a stew. <laughs> Justin's looking at us like we've done something wrong. <laughs> like there's something confusing about it today. It's it's interesting because he listens to us do this all the fucking time and yet is somehow baffled that he's witnessing it in front of him. I do feel like we're messing about more than usual. Yeah, okay. I need some water. Keep talking though because I can hear uh, you yeah. now. I don't yeah. need headphones anymore to hear you when That's I go right. and like, get this glass of water, which I'm assuming is here for everyone to have. I hope so because you're about to use it. So, uh, he, uh, ho- holy fuck, Rhyme City is full of Pokemon. Like, Machamp is directing traffic, Squirtles are putting out fires. Tim goes to the police department, and he is initially stared down by an angry dog Pokemon. I think its name is Snubble? Snubble. Snubble. Yeah. Okay. Before meeting Lieutenant Yoshida, the uh, wonderful Ken Watanabe. Oh, absolutely. Delightful. You know him from Inception and Batman God's Begins sake. and The Last Samurai and... 
and a whole bunch of really good Japanese films that we haven't seen because we're Americans or because we live in the West and that shit doesn't make it here. Yeah. You're not an American. It's, well, soon. Well, soon. It's taken America like basically 200 years to know that Korean people make films. Right. So, you know, progress. 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 We're getting there. We're getting there. We will get there. We will be dead when we do, but... Well, all of humanity may be dead when we uh, do, but that's when we know we've gotten there, right? Our children will try to get there until it gets too hot and they have to sit under a tree for a minute <laughs> and just stay there. So, uh, Tim's dead... Uh, Yoshida praises Tim's dead father before pointing out that Tim doesn't have a Pokemon partner. Oh, Again, the with the Pokemon partner shit. What is wrong with Tim? What a fucking loser. And he helpfully provides exposition on how Tim wanted to be a Pokemon trainer in his youth. Oh, so here there's clearly a love for Pokemon that is no longer there. It's I wonder what happened. very deep inside, I would imagine. And hopefully, by the end of the film, it's been brought out of him. Mm, mm-hmm. God, he, I hope so. I'm, I'm pulling for Tim. Yeah, me too. Me too. And as he tries... as uh, he tries to give some wisdom on not going through shit alone to Tim. Uh, Tim interrupts him and just asks for the keys to his father's apartment. And then as Tim goes to leave, Yoshida stops him again to be like, you were always on his mind. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sad. It's, it's a sad, it's sad, a sad, sad, time. sad scene. Sad scene. Uh, now evening. Tim walks the mean streets of Rhyme City looking uh. for his father's apartment. You know, I, I would have loved... To have seen like a Pokemon Streetwalker. We're back on this. Brilliant. <laughs> My Just... favorite topic. Okay, which ones we have in here? Uh, I don't know. What would make a good Pokemon uh, prostitute? <laughs> hey, I'm just going to Google Pokemon prostitute. Oh my god! Can't wait for this. Images. Oh, we got a ditto here, of course. Oh, well, I mean, that's, Obviously. that's the coward's way out. Yeah, that's real easy. Uh, choo-choo. And e- this is like a Pikachu-based one and a Vulpix-based right, one. Right, hang I'm on. Looking at. I'm coming over here. it. Oh. Or Eevee-based one. I'm getting over. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard, like, there's there's an online, like, following that likes that one. Megalopony. 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 All right. Yeah, that one would, yeah. Yeah, all right. That'd be on the street. There's a lot of dittos there. That's lazy. Yeah, that's... Fi- you're a... You're a... This, this, there's a Gengar one here. I do respect... Oh, what? I respect that they did it. The effort is not great, but I respect that... Oh, Machamp. Mm. Oh, yeah, Machamp would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, well, mm. we've done that. Yeah, yeah. We have addressed <laughs> the, uh, the Pokemon prostitute... <laughs> You, it must happen. What a great bit we did right there. Oh, for God's sake. So uh, Tim enters his father's apartment building, eyed by a suspicious Psyduck from across the street. He finds his father's mailbox and opens it, and is then startled by the Psyduck who's wandered in after him. And a woman, barely, uh, addresses him from the stairs, saying she's been waiting to see who opened Harry's mailbox. She claims to be a reporter for CNM, uh, Lucy Stevens. She's really, I liked her in this a lot. She's good. I forget the... She brings a real energy, mm-hmm. you know, that real sort of I'm, you know, fake it till you make it energy that I think we're all so familiar with uh, in, in dealing with people who are unpaid interns as she is. Um, she writes listicles. I like the the person she works for. 
as an unpaid intern. Mm-hmm. Looks exactly like someone who wouldn't pay their interns. Who didn't, who, no, sorry, who wouldn't pay their interns. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like a sort of person who has never paid their interns. Literally, terrifyingly, exactly like. Exactly like a person who would never pay their interns. Like, identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Harry was apparently onto something big, and Lucy Stevens is digging this shit up. And when Tim says he barely knew the guy, she leaves, but she warns him she's going to find the story, despite her status as an unpaid intern. And so Tim enters his father's apartment, meanders about, finds a strange vial on a desk and opens it, like you would. Well, I mean, obviously. Obviously. I see vials all the time. You think I'm leaving them untouched? Hell no! Out comes the cork, if it's corked. Uh, releases a bunch of purple smoke, and he opens the window to vent that, and it floats up to some monkey-pokey things. Uh, ape palms, I guess, are the names? I think so, because they've got hands for tails, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. They seem pretty pissed off about that. I mean, you know, you know what it's like. You're standing on a street corner, minding your own business. Someone's standing next to you, and they smoke, smoking a cigar, and they, you know, let a big old billowing cloud of smoke out, and it goes flying into your face. This is exactly what's happening with these Pokemans. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tim moves to the bedroom where he finds a birthday card addressed to him, containing a train ticket to Rhyme City, and the note saying he's always got a home here. Sad dad energy. Yep. If only. If only he'd taken the opportunity nail. when he had it. Uh. He then finds a perfect recreation of his childhood bedroom, which is uh, also creepy. Like, this is now starting to venture into It's either into a recreation or, like, they really had a falling out. Yeah. It is some... It, it's a little strange that all these years later, you know, he's it's been 10 years, and he still has that bedroom with mm. all of his son's furniture. And the son's not dead. The son's just in another place. I don't know. That just weirds me the fuck out for some reason. Seems like an awful long time to cling to that. I just feel like... Maybe... Maybe it's another kid's bedroom that he's just arrogantly assumed is his. It's never confirmed that it's his. Well, no, he says it looks exactly like his kid's Yeah, still doesn't confirm that it's his. Yikes. He never checked under that bed. No. There could be some other kid tied I'm thinking up there's in a, a replacement chest son. under there. Yeah. There's a replacement son. Yikes. Whew. It's oh. a... And then he remembers his, pe- his mother dying again. Oh, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. He's broken of this reverie by some motion from the other room and armed with a stapler. He threatens whatever it is, but it's a Pikachu and a detective hack threatening to shock him yeah. if he doesn't drop the stapler. It sounds exactly like Ryan Reynolds. Sure does. Yeah, Creepily. a lot like him. The two realize that they can understand each other, and that's a real fucking trip. But before they can process it, an ape palm comes in the window and attacks Tim. A uh, comic Russell fighting with something significantly smaller than yourself happens. It's uh, not bad. Good good mm-hmm. execution of that joke. Uh, ending with Pikachu tossing some fruit, which the ape palm eats. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot more of the little fuckers, which show up and chase Tim and Pikachu to the roof. And then roof chasing happens. Tim loses his shirt and a belt getting away from them, while Pikachu's very funny about yelling for help because he's so cute, and he has Ryan Reynolds' voice. Yeah. It's a dastardly combination mm-hmm. that no one can uh, stand up against. It's a charm offensive. Oh, I mean, I was offendedly charmed. Running, he's, So running while he's trying to pull his pants up, uh, Tim and, and Pikachu get cornered by the eight palms at a trash chute, which Tim doesn't want to go down. And that this is a great exchange. I love this bit. It's like, you know, well, let me know how it works out. <laughs> and just 
Pikachu takes off and leaves him there. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Delightful. Uh, Doesn't he add, you died a hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you died a hero. <laughs> uh, Tim dives down at, in the end and loses his pants in the process, hitting the <laughs> ground, runs pantsless, screaming about crazed ape palms. It's quite, you know, quite good. Uh, the eight palms. I think this is where we get uh, the cocaine joke, is it not? Where he, he yells out into the street that he was sniffing something. Oh, yes, like that. yes. I was sniffing something. No, not like that. Like, yeah, it was yeah, a gas, yeah. which doesn't actually make it better. It just means maybe you like nitrous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, that happens. And uh, the eight palms return his pants, but not his dignity. As he tries to then get people to acknowledge Pikachu's mastery of human language, which they cannot. And Tim is attributing it to the gas, that this is what has caused him to be able to communicate with Pikachu. Pikachu thinks it's destiny, because a Pikachu would. That sounds well, right. Yeah. Uh, probably. I mean, that's like what most of Pokemon is about. Right, yeah. It's about yeah. friendship and destiny. And he probably more so thinks this when he learns that Harry is Tim's father, because he's got Harry's name and address written in his hat. So they get a coffee, and Pikachu explains that he woke up with no memory in the middle of nowhere, but he found Harry's address inside his hat, so he followed up the only lead he had to recover his lost memories. And the bad news is Harry's dead. Right. Bummer. Except Pikachu says he isn't, and points to the lack of a body as being evidence. Which it's not. Really. It's just a lack of proof. Mm-hmm. A little different. Uh, a persistent Pikachu does, however, convince Tim to eventually look into this bit of mystery, and they agree to meet the next morning. And then they both go into the apartment together, arguing over whose apartment it is a little bit. I love this line. I can't believe I'm inviting someone to my apartment. I swear I'm not that type of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, delightful. I And... If it, it's it's so strange to think that someone wrote it, right? Because yeah. it feels so casual and off the cuff. I'm sure it was written, but the performance of it is perfect in that I would 100% believe it was ad-libbed, even yeah. though it absolutely had to have been written. Um, really good writing there. In the creepy kid's room, Pikachu is rifling through shit and learns that this is a facsimile of Tim's childhood bedroom. He notes the Pikachu bed and gives Tim some shit for it, and then reminds Tim of how his father abandoned him for Pokemon, uh, before he then moves on to the photo of Tim's dead mom. Hat trick! Really, uh, yeah. just one it's... after another making Tim feel good about life. Jab, jab, jab. Yeah. All the time. And then another great bit of dialogue where he asks if, uh, in this, when he when he's giving Tim shit for the Pikachu bed, he is, are you going to make me make a lampshade out of me? And I love that. <laughs> Good joke. Uh, the next morning, Tim dresses in his dead father's clothes. Who hasn't done that? And he finds Pikachu's been up all night drinking coffee and trying to piece together whatever Harry had last been working on. And in the process, he found another vial of the purple gas labeled with an R, and he believes that this relates to the case. So Pikachu's plan here is to try and pick up Harry's case, see what got him killed or kidnapped or whatever, And seeing a newspaper, Tim's reminded of the reporter, who seemed to know more than she was letting on, so the pair had to go find her. Uh, But no shoulder perching for Pikachu. Tim ain't like that little wimp Ketchum. You walk on your own, you four-legged rat. (laughs) 
And I head to the News Network just in time to see Howard Clifford and his son cutting a promo for the big Pokemon parade they're doing. And at the end of this, it's revealed that they don't like each other very much, and Roger is a right dick to his crippled dad, who rolls off somberly in his wheelchair as his Pokemon partner, a Ditto, assumes human form of, like, a, a roadie? <laughs> I guess? Uh, to, to, to push him? He isn't the kind of guy you would expect to... Right, to to be servicing this wealthy executive. He looks like one executive. of the crew. Like he looks yeah. like one of the the, the studio crew. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, some some tech. Why would why would Ditto do that unless it just liked being a tech? It's it's a very strange choice for the Ditto, and it's also unnecessary for the wheelchair to be pushed because it's clearly motorized. He he's onto the fact that like Pokemon really hold all the cards here so he's just gripping to whatever bit of power mm, he can mm-hmm, he's like you mm-hmm. push you push you fuck <laughs> uh, after this Lucy runs up to Roger uh, trying to get her story about Pokemon attacking people approved but he blows her off impugns her fashion sense and depan- demands sources And she then spots Tim and Pikachu, and after nearly making Pikachu come, uh, shows her the vial that uh, was recovered from Harry's apartment. Uh, we're just going to blow right past that. Pikachu sure did. Uh, Lucy takes him to her office. It's a comically small storage closet. And Pikachu makes her, her Psyduck Pokemon partner and helpfully informs the audience that they explode when under stress. Key... Psyduck thing, but it's the sort of thing that if you are not familiar with Pokemon, you need to be told that that's going to happen. Especially if it's going to pay off later. I can't imagine. They um, they rendered the, the Psyduck really well. They did a really good... It looks so fucking strung out. And a little oily. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Like, it looks... Like, it's there's a cuteness to it, but it also looks kind of it looks grotesque. Grungy. Yeah. yeah, a little grungy and wrong. Like it's like it a, a mess. Well, it's... I mean, it's very duck-billed platypussy almost well, yeah, in yeah. its uh, offness, in its queerness. Um, yeah. Uh, where was I? Yes. Oh, so uh, after digging up some more of these empty vials, Lucy explains that she found them near the docks where she'd heard that Harry had a source. And then after suggesting that he is very good at wanking, Tim goes to the docks to look for more clues. Yeah. Yep. As they're walking, Pikachu farts a bunch because of too much coffee and fart jokes rule. There was a lot of farts in Bad Grandpa, the film, starring Johnny Knoxville as the titular Bad Grandpa. He was the Bad Grandpa. He wasn't a... Yeah, he was... Yeah. Not not good as a grandpa? Well, some of those shenanigans he got up Mm. to. Oh, my God. Laugh a minute. They find a Mr. Mime here at the docks, and they determine that he's Harry's source. I'm not actually clear how it was they made that logical leap, other than maybe he was just the one oh, thing down there. There was some explanation. There was some... Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, and I didn't put it in my notes. Whatever, they get there. He's uh, hanging around. And mime jokes happen. I mean, this was the, this was the point in the trailer where they showed Mr. Mime where you... Where you really feel like, okay, they're onto something. Yeah, yeah. And they are. They absolutely like are. They know onto what something. to do with these Pokemon right. they're using. Yes. How best to get a laugh out of them. Yeah. 
Um, and the Mr. Mime bit's great. Like, yeah. It's really good. And and I, I will say it's very impressive that it's as funny as it is and as slapsticky as it is when it's one human actor and two CGI characters. Yes. I to, mean, to nail the timing and the performance of that is... No, cr- I mean, incredible uh, uh, talent in Justice Smith. He's really... That's not I at mean, all yeah. easy. And everything lands. It doesn't feel forced. Um, Fittingly, he's doing a spot-on bit of miming. Yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Well, and he has no choice. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, ultimately there, and and the 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 way it gets dark, like with the gasoline and the yes, match. It's amazing, but it still delivers that one other last bit of slapstick as he's coming out of the box that Mr. Mime is in and hits his head on the wall because the door is so small. It's so up and down. You know, it keeps you very unbalanced through the whole sequence and and there's nothing better for producing a laugh. Uh, They just, there's some, you're going to laugh at some aspect of this scene somewhere. I mean, it's basically with the way they play with like what's there, what isn't. It's basically exactly like Jacob's Ladder, but with this I laughed a little bit more. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is a little funnier, but not much. I no, mean, no. classic, classic comedy Jacob's right. Ladder. Laugh fucking Laugh a minute. Can't mm-hmm. stop. Mm. <coughs> Putting ice cubes in a bath. I mean, why are you two in there? It's going to be cold. Uh. Oh, my God. I, oh, that's right, because I scrolled all the way up to remember Justice Smith's name. All right, so the... Uh, they do the, they interrogate the mime guy, and he uh, reveals to them uh, this, a location that people are getting this R at called the Roundhouse, uh, right before he's lit on fire. Um, at the Roundhouse. That was, by the way, the timing on that was so good because they, they just show, I think, isn't the match dropping? Yeah, they just show and then the match. just a quick cut. Yeah, there, there's, there's a tiny bit of flash of light, I think, that they put in there just a tiny bit. To give that, but imp- just but just show enough. nothing, and then just it's the quick cut that really makes it funny. Yes, it's it's excellently timed. Um, two different people at this. Oh, the Roundhouse. It's it it's an illegal Pokemon battling ring. Um, underground Pokemon fights. Uh, here, there's the the Gengar uh, against uh, Blastoise. Blastoise, yep. yeah. Having a fight in this. Uh, and... I was surprised they gave it to Gengar, like considering yeah. Blastoise is one of the things. But I like Gengar more. So yep, that's fine by me. Um, two different people here recognize them. Now, the first is a woman with pink hair who's got a bit of a uh, the, a bit of a Team Rocket flair to her. She looks like. She could be a gym leader or yeah. or a villainous sort of. She looks like she belongs in a Pokemon video game. Yes, she and, does. And it's, but they've done just enough so it doesn't look outlandish. It just looks. It's very striking when you see it. Mm-hmm. But you look at her and you think, oh, she must be. She's important. Gym She's significant. Yep. Um. So she she sees them and she texts a message to someone that the. She texts a message to someone that the two of them are there, and the second is the guy who owns the club. Who only recognizes Pikachu, and only because Pikachu fucked up his Charizard and his coat on an earlier visit. So in exchange for a rematch, he agrees to tell Tim what he knows, and Pikachu is down for the fight. And they do a stare down, it's very cute. Uh, A cocky Pikachu enters the ring until he sees that the Charizard is all hopped up on that R, 
Uh, and also, he's forgotten to use all his powers. Uh, doesn't know how to do any of it. The cute little thing where he's straining to do a move, and he says he can't do it with people. And he's like, he's just trying. Yeah, he's trying to take a big old dump cute. in the middle of the ring. Yeah, yeah it's cute. Uh, I love, I love the animation of his tail I, just yeah. shaking it with the strain <laughs> of trying to do it. It's, it's very good. Uh, eventually, Tim gets into the ring to to save him. And they ride the wild uh, Charizard for a bit until the club owner gets in there and is run over by the trio, breaking the vials of R in his jacket and sending the entire arena into chaos briefly. Uh, Eventually, Charizard is defeated, uh, really by the drug having worn off more than anything, but also because Pikachu kicked a Magikarp and it evolved into Kyrtos. I I love the animation on the Magikarp. Mm-hmm. And again, very much like the Psyduck, there's something kind of gross about it. Well, the Lickitung He's would slimy. be the better. Like, it just yeah, looks... There's a sliminess to it, yeah. Yeah, I just love It looks the... like a wet fish. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yep, and you can almost smell it. You can mm-hmm. almost smell that wet fish. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so, you know, Charizard gets beaten by the Gyarados. Um and at some point in this, the club owner reveals that the source of the R is the doctors, man, which, I mean, isn't that just the way? Wow. You know, fucking doctors, you know, science, they develop these drugs, they overprescribe, and the next thing you know, you've got an R epidemic on your hands. And, uh, and you know, no one's going to help these these Pokemon. That, yeah. You know, no one's going to help them. It's tragic, really. They're going to be on the And you know they're going to move on heroin from this. Like, that's just the next logical step. And it's sad. It always leads to heroin. Mm. You know, one, mm. one day you... This podcast is leading to heroin. I mean, I am a bit peckish could, for some. I could, could really go for, really go for some, some heroin. Yeah. I ain't fucking with heroin because otherwise everything Lou Reed said was for nothing. <laughs> he said it was rotten and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to believe but, him. Counterpoint. Charles Bukowski. I'll just say it. There was a man who knew how to live. I'm at a crossroads in my life. (laughs) 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 Who is my hero going to be? (laughs) Is it going to be Lou Reed or Charles Bukowski? That's just such a difficult call. I mean, either way, both did a lot of skag. But one of them banged David Bowie, allegedly. Or at least apocryphally, or for fact, I can't remember. One of the three. One of the three. So, uh, Tim and Pikachu get arrested, and a frustrated Lieutenant Lushida meets Tim in his office, and Tim tries to explain what he's learned about R, and gets into this whole talking to Pikachu thing, and denying that his father is dead, and Yoshida Yoshida just is, is convinced that the kid's completely fucking lost his marbles. Um, and you know, not he didn't want to do this, but he's going to show him footage of the car accident from the beginning of the film as proof of look, look, look your dad's dead. No one's surviving that. Right? He wanted to do it. He was just savoring it. He just knew he'd come back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm yeah. going to sit on this. Mm, I can't wait till tonight. It's going to be so good watching it's, this kid yeah. watch his kid he's watching his dad die. Oh, it's going to be sweet. It's like people who've read the books watching someone else watch particular episodes of Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. He thinks his dad's still alive. Dejected, Tim and Pikachu sit out on a uh, plaza 
As Tim relates how he and his father fell apart after the death of his mother, Harry went to Rhyme City, threw himself into his work, leaving Tim with his maternal grandmother, but offering to have him live with him, eventually, repeatedly, and Tim never went, now regrets it, having realized that his father actually cared about him the whole time. Ain't that just the twist I'm of the not night? 100% sold on having had that revelation, on having learned that. A couple people have said it, and he does have the creepy bedroom, and he did, you know, send the birthday card. I don't know if that makes up for, you know, 10 years. Mm. That's, that's, that's rough. I think, he's, I think he's leaping to it a bit, but fine. He might have been busy, though. <laughs> uh, so Tim never went, now regrets it. Uh, but he will help solve the mystery so that Pikachu can get his memory back. And just at this time, a black SUV pulls up, and the woman that had spotted Tim in the club gets out and beckons to them. So she takes them back to the CNM Tower where Howard Clifford is chilling in his office with an Eevee as it evolves into a Flareon. This shit just happens all the time, apparently. Constantly seeing evolutions. Um, which, you, I guess, I guess with the sheer quantity I of mean, Pokemon. most of them you've got to battle with them. Right? So if they're not battling, I mean, what are they doing? Like, are they just, just feeding rare candy? He must be. Yeah. He must be just, like, shoveling them down their throats. Because you've got to have quite a lot for some of these. You ain't getting a Charizard with one or two of them. Yeah, so so what you're telling me is that they they evolve these Pokemon in much the same way we make Fagwa. Yeah, exactly <laughs> the same way. Just just <laughs> shoving them full of rare candy yeah. until, you, until you get what you Choking want. Choking them on them. <laughs> Poor little. It's not ethical. It's really wrong. Deeply, deeply wrong. Uh, after creepily revealing himself with a brief monologue about achieving one's best potential that certainly doesn't, like, hint at him possibly being a villain, he tells Tim that Harry had actually been working on the case for him, tracking down the source of the R, and that it had led to his son, Roger Clifford. And Howard was a bad dad, apparently. More interested in Pokemans than his own son, and now Roger resents them. What a coincidence. It's just like... What a strange parallel. Just like him. And then also, wow. Mm. Anyway, Howard I says... I will say, though, hmm? just I really like how they do set up the son to be a bad guy and make him a jackass. And that, Yes. Because of what happens later. Like, yes. I think they did... It just was enough. a nice little bait and switch. They did just enough there, yeah. It, it, it... And especially with what they do with, you know, the, the ditto and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He conceivably works as a lackey, even though they hate each other, and they they manage to distance things like uh, the argument with the father and the son, yeah. and the ditto. They space it all out just enough that when they do the reveal, you're like, "All oh, right, yep. yeah, yep." It was really nicely done. I think the whole ditto thing. I, well, this it, film. and it's the like the subtleties of the sunglasses and the way mm-hmm. that that is. You know, you get to see him with the sunglasses. You get to see him put the sunglasses on once, and that sets the tone for you that he's going to have those sunglasses all the time. It never even crosses your mind that it might be weird. Or or, yeah, or anything of the sort. Well yeah, it was very well executed. Uh, Howard says that they need to find Harry, uh, but as we know, Harry's dead. Howard says, but he isn't. He ain't dead. He nah. ain't dead. He shows a fully three-dimensional holographic display of the scene of the accident derived from police footage uh, that 
allows them to see Harry and Pikachu climbing out of the wreckage. How and does that work? Well, it's it's, it's noted that, uh, you know, it, the police could have hidden some of the, you know, uh, footage or the angles of what happened in their video version. It's never suggested what possible reason that might be. And I almost feel... Or how you get a fully 3D right down to the dirt and the grass from angles that he said not only did they not want you to see but also that they couldn't see. So if they couldn't see it, how does he know all of when... What's that camera... At what other point is that camera that's looking at that road suddenly on the other side having a look at some really quite cinematic angles? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I do not have an answer for that. They do just sort of just say hologram, son, and then just leave it at that. Yeah. No, and I mean, the whole... They could have just said a Pokemon did it. The whole police accident footage thing is a bit weird because this is a road out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Why would there be cameras there? So it just leads me to think, as with everything else in this world, they got cameras strapped to fucking Zubats Mm -hmm. out flying around there in the night just capturing everything. And they're all tagged and geolocated, mm-hmm. and that's that's how they're doing Pokemon it. Pokemon Sword and Surveillance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's a it's a Poke State. Oh, at the totally. End of the day. Yes. We're living yes. in a Poke State. We're living state. in a Poke State, and and there's nothing we can do about it at this point. Yeah. We've given up all our rights. There's a big fucking Alakazam at the top, just you know, fucking controlling it's, everything. Yep. It's well, it, it, obviously, you know, they're they're Berlin. This is all this is all coming from Berlin, right? <laughs> You know, <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, why do you think we had Dexit? Right. Exactly. Why do you think we had Dexit? <laughs> Munich. It's coming from Munich. That's right. Sorry, my bad. I apologize to German. Please don't. Uh, please don't send EU forces to come and take us in the night because we know that you're running everything. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got some pretty stingy sticks that they hit you with. Uh, so armed with uh, the knowledge that Harry and Pikachu climbed out of the wreckage um, and that Mewtwo had appeared and done something disintegrated Harry like this does not reinforce really for me that Harry's not dead Harry seems pretty non-corporeal at the end of this sequence I guess it doesn't matter if there are no cameras capturing all this if he did just make it all up oh well yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, he didn't though, as as is no, later didn't. established. No, this is, no, this is what happened. He should have this, just made it all up. This is one of those sort of classic mystery tropes of you know revealing the reality of the event and yeah, having yeah. information withheld over time. Of course, and, you know, and but it's it, yeah. it's it's and so done well. I think as as a sort of peeling just, back at the end, but it is a super weird thing. It's like, like they clearly just wanted to show off some effects. Yeah, well, and you just have yeah yeah, and you have to suspend disbelief so significantly to think that this technology works. But you know, it's like I, I can I can believe sure that there are Pokemon direct in traffic. Yeah, but yeah, the only way you can explain the degrees to which that hologram we're showing shit is is Zubats with cameras. Or there's some sort of like a, similar to like a Magnetite, you know, like mm-hmm. a really small Pokemon that just flies around and catches. Is there a camera Pokemon? Probably. There's a fucking everything Pokemon. There is one that's a set of keys so they can get to any fucking door they want. Oh, 
fuck. Yeah. I want that as my Pokemon partner. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I want the Pokemon that's uh, uh, a pair of bolt cutters. That's the one I want. Way more practical because a key is not going to get me through that fence. That's true. You know? But then again, you've got fucking lobsters and, and giant crabs and shit. Like, you've got... You've got a wide range of bolt cutting Pokemon mm-hmm, that you can mm-hmm. you can. Are they allowed on planes, Pokemon? <laughs> while we're on the subject of bolt cutters, like are they are they allowed on plane? Can you bring a Charizard on a flight? You couldn't. You'd have well, to. Why, well, you'd have to use the Charizard. Why, why, why you? would yeah. you take the Charizard? Um, in that case. Um, a coughing, but you well, couldn't because you're not allowed to smoke on I planes mean, anymore well, because a, of the EU. A magneton so. could would fuck up all the electronics yeah. and guidance systems of an airplane. You can't put that into airplane mode. No, you can't turn the Wi-Fi off of a magneton. <laughs> huh? Uh, the fuck am I in this? Uh. Oh, okay, so armed with this information that they've gotten from yeah. Howard, Tim and Pikachu attempt to get to Roger by way of Lucy. So they go back to Lucy now, and they meet her in a cafe, and after attempting to be subtle and failing, uh, they sit together, and Lucy has collected a bunch of records from from Roger that she stole, uh, which led to the discovery of a Pokemon genetics lab owned by the company that coincidentally had an accident requiring it to be shut down the same night Harry went mixing. Weird! And nobody covered it, presumably because Roger owns the media. Weird! Wow. And so Lucy suggests they go check out this lab. On the car ride over, we're very explicitly reminded again that Psyduck explodes when stressed out through some top-notch banter. Uh, Lucy also informs Tim and us about a scientist at this facility, Laurent, who's a pokey neurologist. And as Pikachu surmises, probably the source of the R. So Lucy uses bolt cutters on the fence of the facility. There you go. Wouldn't have needed that if she had a Kingler. Mm-mm. Uh, and charges in with a clearly nervous Tim in tow. And inside, they find a bunch of Greninja and Torteras that have been experimented on to make them stronger and larger. As they split up to explore, always a great idea. Yep. Uh, we see that they're being monitored by Roger Clifford, who's traveling somewhere in an armored convoy. Uh, he releases the Greninja into the facility. Uh, Pikachu finds Dr. Laurent's computer, activates another one of these fancy-ass holograms, which reveals that Mewtwo has been in this lab. And that R was derived from its DNA in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see the night of the incident briefly as Mewtwo escapes, sends Dr. Laurent flying. Uh, then Pikachu goes back to the earliest record as the lab's being finished. And Dr. Laurent is talking about capturing Mewtwo, having just hired Harry to do it. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> so Harry, Harry might have been a bad guy. Uh, Tim's in disbelief. But he goes to find Lucy and leave. Uh, the Grand Ninja have captured her and are holding her by the tongue. So Tim fulls, pulls a fire alarm on the suggestion of Pikachu. And the suppression system activates, causing the Greninja to release her. They flee into the Torterra habitat, chased by these Greninja, finally repelling them when Pikachu deliberately stresses Psyduck into having an explosion. There's the payoff for oh, yeah. our, our lead. Uh, but they're not safe. It turns out that the experiments to make the Torterra bigger, uh, bigger also worked. And they're standing on enormous ones. Giant. Huge. And uh, the Earth does a lot of shaking. They get separated briefly. Tim has to make a big jump. Uh, and, and then they watch all the Torterras getting up and moving around. And a boulder, like, full-on smacks Pikachu right in the chest. 
and everybody's knocked to the water below. Uh, Tim brings the injured Pikachu to an old stump. He's dying, but I've seen this one before. Mm. Um, a Bulbasaur comes strolling I out. I can't handle the Bulbasaurs in this film. Yeah. The Bulbasaurs in this film, I cannot handle how adorable they are. They are. The way they walk, their little stubby legs, and the way they walk with their little bulbs on the back swaying, little bouncy walks, I can't fucking deal with it. They're too cheerful. It's too much. Yeah. They're too good. Yes. Too pure for I us. I just want to hug one. Yeah, just want to hold yep. it and say, yep. you're, you're okay, my You're friend. okay. Come home with me. It's fine. Yes. Uh so Lucy, uh, this bubble circus comes strolling out. Tim's try, trying to yell at it. And Lucy points out that, hey, you know, Pokemon can't understand you, asshole. You know this. Uh, but he says it understands how he feels. And he tries to compel the Bulbasaur to help. And, of course, it works. And a bunch of the little fuckers start coming out of the woodwork, being all cute and shit, to guide Tim to a, a healer Pokemon. Or to a graveyard. It's honestly really hard to tell with these Bulbasaur. Uh, but Lucy seems to we be... We know a good bury and hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucy seems to be betting on the ladder and, like, leaves Tim to go bury his own. Uh, it's kind of dark. The Bulbasaurs lead Tim downstream to something that looks suspiciously like a crude altar. Yeah. Uh, and then they abandon him once he's put Pikachu on it. And then from around the corner, it's Mewtwo. And he heals Pikachu. Says he held up, held up his end of the bargain by bringing Tim to him. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck. And Mewtwo enters Tim's mind and shows him another version of the night his daddy died. This time we learn that Pikachu caused the power overload that allowed Mewtwo to escape in the first place. And they later rendezvous to the crash site. Uh, and Mewtwo is telling Pokemon, or Pikachu that, you know, all humans are evil and then gets interrupted by a bunch of drones back in the real world outside of this memory capturing Mewtwo. It is Roger Clifford. Oh, shit, son. Fucking hell. So Mewtwo gets loaded into the armored convoy. Pikachu, devastating and ha- having learned that he's a filthy traitor who sold out Harry, leaves and shocks Tim for trying to stop him. And Tim and Lucy return to Rhyme City without him where the big Pokemon parade's going to happen, and all the Pokemon balloons are being filled with gas from hoses connected to Clifford Industries tankers, and nobody remarks on this. Nope. Pikachu is cry-singing the Pokemon theme song. It's the, yeah, it's one of the standout It, it is the everything you hope it would be uh, as he wanders to the scene of the car crash, and there he finds a Greninja star, realizes that that's what caused the accident, and made a big, makes a big, but not uncharacteristically logical leap to uh, thinking that Mewtwo is actually protecting them the whole time. Given how he's been throughout the film. It yeah, like this, out. this, it, it, it's not so weird mm. that he wouldn't have that thought. And that's where, like... He's feeling it in his jellies. Yes. This jump of logic works in a way that, like, that prior one we discussed doesn't quite. Yeah. You know, yeah. but this lands because they've established the character so effectively, done a great job with it. Uh, he also realized that Howard would have seen all of this with his fancy hologram, so he clearly hid this information. Uh, Tim, meanwhile, races into Howard's office just in time for Howard to transfer his mind into Mewtwo because he's the bad guy, of course. Yep. Um, he then fills in the rest of the gaps for us at this point. It was all going swell until Harry started asking questions and found out about the R, and then he helped Mewtwo to escape. Um, after having caught him in the first place. So his Howard's great plan is to help all of humanity by merging people with Pokemon who've had their free will suppressed by the Argas, and he's filled all the parade balloons with the stuff. So 
Howard Mewtwo announces this more or less to the crowd of people at the parade, releasing the gas and merging people hither and thither. I can't help but point out this was the Joker's plan in Batman. Mm. I mean, it was the it was basically yeah the same yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have seen Mewtwo singing "Party Man," <laughs> just defacing all the artworks on that, the wall. That would have been that would have been great. Brilliant. Um, but you know, alas, he could have had the boombox just sort of floating about behind him. Mm, he wouldn't mm-hmm, even need to hold mm-hmm. it. Oh yes, yes, you're right. That was the Party Man scene. I'm thinking of Trust because I do know the names of all the songs on the Batman no, soundtrack. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were just calling back to be like, well, no, but, since, since he's doing the Joker's plan, but you might, might as, as well do it all. Fuck with the do it all as well. Yeah, uh, get yours. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why not? If you want to deface paintings, go and do it. Yeah. Uh... Smash the state. Uh, Roger... They should all be returned to their respective countries anyway, so destroy them. <laughs> I just realised that plan doesn't work out if we're liberating them. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yoshida is merged with his snubble. Uh, Lucy tries to warn people to not let their Pokemon breed the gas, but to no avail. And she's eventually combined with her Psyduck. Pikachu finally arrives back in town, gets the lowdown from Lucy, Psyduck, and resolves to fix all of this, climbing on balloons and thunder-shocking them to burn off the gas. Uh, Tim comes into to Howard's office and realizes, uh, or comes to, sorry, comes to in Howard's office from being unconscious and realizes that he could really fuck some shit up with that old man's body in there. Um, also, Roger's here. Not down on this stage, but also up here, because the Roger that's been doing all the bad shit is Howard's ditto. There we are. Um, and I really did like this, that the yeah. the asshole, shitty little, you know, hotshot executive kind of guy is the guy you so the expect to villain. be the dick. And yeah. he still is a dick, but it's like his dad is... Is the bigger the dick. The evil dick. Yeah. 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 Right. No, he's still a dick. And he's still a dick. He's still a capitalist. But it does turn evil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so the uh, and, and it's also shown that this was the pink-haired girl, um, and those beady eyes are creepy. Fucking as creepy. Fuck. Yeah. This dude can do humans, which um, Ditto's aren't supposed to be able to yeah. do, I guess. Um, but he he mentioned that it was one of. One of his experiments, experiments, one of Howard's experiments. So this ditto can be humans, but when it is humans, if you take the glasses off, it's got these tiny little round It's got the ditto eyes. It's the ditto eyes. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, really quite creepy. Yeah. Uh, it turns into a beady-eyed version of Lucy, and fighting happens. Sort of. Uh, really just beats up Tim. Uh, Ditto then takes the form of a champ, punches him out the window to dangle on the edge while, he, and then <laughs> Ditto becomes a Cubone. And to do the just really, you know, yeah. de- degrading, hitting the knuckles with the bone. Uh, and as Mewtwo, Howard taunts Pikachu with the impending death of Tim, Pikachu remembers what Tim had said his best mood was back in the Pokemon fight earlier. Uh, I can't remember what it was because I have to remember things like doing my fucking taxes and paying my bills. Uh, but but he does it and, and knocks Mewtwo back into Howard's office like a chump. Roger, meanwhile, punts Ditto off the skyscraper and saves Tim, only for D- Ditto to turn around, come flying back in the window and knocking Roger unconscious. Uh, Tim does finally defeat the Ditto by spraying it with Ardgas, which would eliminate its free will and thus its ability to maintain shape. Yeah. Um, 
which clever, actually, yeah, way yeah. to deal with that situation, I thought. Uh, Mewtwo returns to exact revenge on Pikachu, but that's exactly what the little rat wanted, giving Tim the opportunity to remove the neural headset thing that Howard's body is wearing, severing the link with him and Mewtwo. A Mewtwo. It was a bit of a, a, a bit of a risky plan to be like, let me leave my let me frail just leave my body, body. yeah, with the around. connector on it, just out and about. In, in my office, where yeah. anyone who knows that I'm the villain would obviously know to look for it. Right. If it had been me, I'd have built a fucking vault. Yeah. I'd have built a vault you, somewhere. Maybe he's thinking, no one would think I'd be this stupid. <laughs> no one would fucking... That must be it. Limitless resources, and he decides to just do this in his office. <laughs> you know what would have been better than his office, or even indeed a vault? Literally any other office in that yeah, building. Just about. If you want to hide <laughs> yourself as a CEO, any other office in a that cubicle. building. A, any cubicle People at all would do. No one would look for you there. You slump yourself over the desk like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. And then you just hang uh, out there you know, all day you know, while you mute you to it know, up outside. Every night someone's going to walk past that cubicle to you. Hey, working late tonight as they walk out the door. There's yeah. going to be some asshole who does it and they'll never notice. Never. Was he planning to be inside Mewtwo all the time? Yes. Is that body, like, it's gonna poo. <laughs> He's gonna have to clean up his own pooey body. Wow. That is a home health care, like, mm. wow. Oh, now I want a story He'll about... have to keep it with the link on. You'll have to keep that pooey body. You'll I have want... to clean it up. I want a story. I want a black mirror about a person who is terrible to all of his home healthcare workers, just a real right fucker. Meanwhile, he's been working on getting transferred into a new body the whole time, not realizing that the catch is his old body is going to be there, and he's going to have to clean up his fucking ruddy ass. <laughs> Black that's mirrored. What, that's what this film should have been about. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Detective Pikachu, Pokemon Black Mirror. <laughs> uh... So, uh, Mewtwo and Pikachu plummet to the earth, but the former recovers in time to save them both. Uh, Mewtwo then resolves to fix all this nonsense, popping all the balloons and splitting all of the men from the Pokemon. Uh, Roger blames himself for his father's behavior, having not been there for him. So everybody has not been there for someone in their life. But lessons are being learned. Lessons are being learned. learned. And he gives Lucy the recognition she deserves for her dogged pursuit of the story. This is how you know it's fiction, because a woman is being recognized for her work. Uh, Giving her primetime slot to paper over this public relations catastrophe. It's a bit of a sticky pudding. (laughs) With a promise that he's going to fix everything, starting with those adorable, innocent experiments. Because this dude's a fucking shark who knows where all the soft spots are. That is true. Like, this is... Don't don't, don't get it twisted. He's... He's still the corporate mastermind mm-hmm. operating at the helm of this company for the last 10 years while his father went off and did fuck knows what with Pokemon trying to get merged. Probably fingered a few. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know he tried to merge with some Pokemon Yo. in some other ways first. Oh, yeah. Like if we could ever come up with a human Pokemon hybrid, let's do it the old fashioned way first. Yeah. Don't worry. That still works. Uh-huh. Mewtwo says he has one last thing to fix. Get over it, Chauncey. Oh, God. 
Oh god. <laughs> I'm just imagining Bill Nye like crawling up onto a chancy. So Mewtwo's this one last thing. We six. might need to cut <laughs> the actual <laughs> of a Sex with a chancy, yes. But we have to Stra keep this bit where we explain what we cut. <laughs> Don't, because then it puts it on me. Now I'm the one saying <laughs> Bleep you saying <laughs> Well, bleep us both every time we say <laughs> Let's keep, yeah. <laughs> oh. You're welcome, Justin, who has given us the fucking finger. It, it's, it's the opposable one, so it's all good. Yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> uh, so Mewtwo takes us back to one last time to the car crash uh, because he's revealed that Pikachu's been hairy this whole time. Yeah, like, basically Mewtwo's figured out the film's wrapping up. It's time to actually do what he could have just said in three words yeah, instead yeah. of showing off. Or, or could have just done ahead of the explanation yeah. back before he got captured. Yeah. You know, for being, like, the most powerful uh, psychic-type Pokemon, kind of dumb. It's the Skynet problem. Right. It's for for it for any of it to work, the brilliant thing also has to be stupid and stupid and wrong. It's it's actually you know it's funny because you could kind of draw a parallel to how certain people who have political opinions are both oppressed by this massive conspiracy that seeks to control us all and yet winning all the time, uh, and this mighty powerful force that cannot be overcome. It's weird how those two things can exist in much the same way these two things can exist. Strange. Strange. So anyway, uh, Harry uh, taught Mewtwo that not every single human is evil and must be destroyed. And that was where he got cut off. So they, oh, oh they don't want to all be destroyed. Oh, okay. That explains you know, it all. I think we as a society need to like try our best to not say things that could be cut off halfway through and completely change the plot of someone's <laughs> investigation. Yeah. I Just think... always think, at some point, someone might quote me to a detective who's trying to solve a case. Right, right, right. I don't want them to think someone's dead when they're not, so I will not like start off with, it's a shame he's dead, is what I thought, until I, <laughs> till a Mewtwo told me otherwise. <laughs> Don't do that because anyone could say, you know, well, I mean, I'm just saying, Mewtwo, figure it out. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, oh, I wrote a bit in here. Let's see. Uh, takes a, Harry, through Harry's example, learned not every human is evil and must be destroyed. Uh, Mewtwo then ordered Harry to gather together two of every Pokemon, one male and one female, build a giant ship for a great flood would be coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Uh, Mewtwo does a thing. Imagine trying to get two of every fucking Pokemon. I mean, I say that actually as if there aren't more animals than Pokemon. And, and imagine getting well, but you don't have to imagine it because Laura has caught a shiny of every That's fucking, fucking Pokemon. True. <laughs> imagine that though. You fucking build the ark. You get two of every animal, and then God says, like, "I wait, want, wait, the, wait, shinies. want the shinies." <laughs> oh God! Mewtwo does a thing. Pikachu glows, fade to white. Cut to the train station, and Ryan Reynolds is given a train ticket to Tim. And, you know, credit to them. 
I mean, like they, for one thing, they withheld this mystery, this this twist, effectively enough throughout the entire yeah. course of it. That I was like, well played. Like I see how yes, it was all there the whole time, uh, but you effectively six sensed me this time. Like you did a good job. I, I was like, yeah, okay, it's kind of obvious now when you say it, but yeah, yeah, well played. I don't feel cheated uh, in this situation, so that's good. Um, and I f- it was real satisfying seeing Ryan Reynolds standing there in the end, too. Well, and... they paid for him. They're going to have yep. his face. Yep. Uh, they hug. And then Tim decides not to go on the train station. Uh, train ticket? Train? Train? Train. The tra- he decides not <laughs> to get on a train. <laughs> yeah. to get on the train. Uh, and they're going to become a family of detectives. 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 <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Mm. Good film. Good mm. film. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved the detective. Ooh, it's fun to that. It was film. fun. It was happy. It was joyous. It <gasps> made me smile. It made me laugh. Ooh, I had a good laugh. I had a good laugh. Nice. Yeah. So what are we gonna do next time? Doing gunning like an old man at the bench. You sure are, but you can't can't see him doing it. <laughs> um, right. Well, we didn't discuss beforehand. We did, but. Maybe I think it's out now digitally. Jumanji two. Oh, oh I'd love back to, do to that. the jungle. Yeah, the, the, the next level. The next Jumanji level. The next level. Yeah. Back to the jungle. I mean, it's true. It is. That's but yeah, where we're going. Like Jumanji, the next level. I think maybe, perhaps, yes. That sounds great. Uh, okay, so then in at least two weeks. Then at least we'll... two weeks. Yeah, we'll do some some Jumanji the next level. We'll be back. Yeah. Um. So let's see. What should we should we talk about? You got a Patreon. That I do have a Patreon. This. It is patreon.com slash gymquisition. Always appreciate your support there. It's always uh, very very welcomely received. Um. You know, helps pay for stuff, keep people paid, keep the the show and all the all the produce we do. Let's say produce, all the fruit and veg that we provide. It's all there for you. Um, also, I'm, I'm kicking up live streaming again. We did one this morning at the time I recorded. It seemed to work quite well. Uh, Twitch TV slash Jimquisition. Um, otherwise, I think, you know, you'll know the rest. Oh, and oh, if you are near the Pittsburgh area or near the just outside of Pittsburgh area, Lamont Furnace, uh, the Rise Stronghold, I will be there once more on March the 7th, Saturday night. I will be presiding over the show as usual as its new executive commander alongside the ruling class, uh, the gavel David Lawless, M.V. Young and Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. It's going to be a very, 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 very good night. I'm very excited about it because I get to break up a tag team who got in my way and now they have to go far away from here. So that's going to be exciting. So I will see you there and, you know, keep an eye out for stuff in Philly because there might be some meetups and stuff happening. And uh, I will throw it over to Conrad so he can tell you about his things. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Conrad Zimmerman. I'm also streaming on Twitch uh, on the fairly regular. Yeah, yeah find me on Twitch at, at uh, twitch.tv slash Zimmerman. And buy buttons from me at pinfultruth.com. You can buy audiobooks if you like hearing me read things, scripts of Pokemon stuff. I read the Communist Manifesto too. Yeah. So you can go go get that. And uh, I think that's. Are, are we good? Are we done? I think we're good and done. Yay! <laughs>